0: Thank you for listening to Embassy City Church's audio podcast. This week, Juliet Ross shares with us her message titled, Start at the Starting Point. We pray God speaks to you through this message and his word today. For more information on our church, please visit us at embassycity.com. We are starting a new series this week, Uh, and actually it'd be the new series for the rest of the month. It's called, Where Do We Go From Here? Okay, as a As an as an uh, established believer and disciple and Christian, or a new believer, where do we go from here in our walk with God? And so, as soon as they called in Acts and said, "Hey, Jude, can you teach the beginning of this series?" Uh, For some reason, I instantly knew the Lord had given me this word for me quite some time ago. Uh, When I when I read and study my Bible, I don't study to try to get a sermon to preach. Okay, I Study my word for me to feed my soul, so that I can grow, so that it, it can change me when I read it. Um, and so, as soon as they asked me, I instantly knew that it was this word that they that that the Lord wanted me to give. Now, it had to be tweaked a little bit because, you know, the beginning of the series is called "Where Do We Go From Here?" And if we read the scripture, I'm going to give it to you in a minute. We read the scripture. Uh, it's going to seem very, very simple. Like it, you know, you just, it's plain as day. But you're going to see that as we go forward, there's so much depth to the scripture and I want to get to it. So, so the series this month is where do we go from here? But the sermon title today is you start at the starting point. At the starting point. Because that's where we go. We, you got to start from the beginning, right? So we're going to start at the starting point. Okay, the scripture today we're going to read is Luke 9. Luke 9, (coughs) verse 1 through 2. It's two simple verses. It's two simple verses. Now, I'm going to tell you where my complication for me comes in is because I know this is two simple verses. But because I love to study my word, there's like nine different directions that I could easily take this text. So I want to make sure that I focus it on the starting point for you today and what I believe God has for you, okay? Okay, let's read it. It is Luke 9, chapter, uh, Luke chapter 9, verses 1 through 2. It says, He called his 12 disciples together, and he gave them power and authority over all the demons and diseases to heal. Your version up here says devils to cure diseases. Verse 2, And he sent them to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. All right, two simple verses. Now, when I first uh, got this verse some time ago when I was reading it for myself, it was—it seemed redundant to me. I was like, why does it seem like you're saying the same thing twice? He called his 12 disciples together, and then he gave them power and authority over all the demons and diseases to heal. And he sent them to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. It's too much heals. <laughs> Too much heals, too much sickness. Just just say it. I gave you power to go do it. Just do it. So I was, I was unsatisfied. I wasn't satisfied with it just being that simple and that redundant. Because I believe that every word is inspired by God and God breathed. So I don't believe he makes mistakes. And so why would he just seem like it's repeating the same thing? That's what I thought. So... <clears throat> He said, well, read it a little bit more, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this part of it because I want to get to the core of it, but um, this account in Luke is a simple account. This same account is also stated in Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 through 15, and it's also in Mark chapter 6. Uh, Matthew's account, it gives a more detailed and specific account of exactly what he wanted them to do, where he wanted them to go, how he wanted them to do it what type of clothes you want them to wear, don't take no money with you, and all that good stuff. Mark's account, just a brief overview, it lets us know that they actually did it. They actually proclaimed Jesus, they preached Jesus, they raised the dead, they healed the sick, they healed the diseases, they proclaimed the kingdom of God. So those go into more account that they actually did it, they heard the word, they actually did it. But I like Luke's account because Luke spoke to me in a bit of a different way. Now you would think that's the starting point right there. He tells you what to do. He gave them power, then he told them to go out and do it, okay, and then they went ahead and out, they went out and did it. But if we look a little bit more deeper (coughs) into Luke Luke 9's account, I want to break it down for you really quickly here kind of what that means, okay? I'm not going to go into a bunch of uh, definitions, but I just want to break this scripture down really quickly, a little bit more detailed than the face value than what it is. How many know that God's word is eternal? And when God speaks, sometimes it's more than face value than what we're reading. There's always a depth to it. Do you believe that? Okay, so it says he called the 12 disciples together. He called them, uh, he called them together this time because he called them individually about four chapters back. He called Simon first, then he called his brothers, but now he said he called them together, okay, like us. He called you, okay, individually, that's why you're here, and then we come to church sometimes because he's calling us together, amen? He called the 12 disciples together, and this is, and he gave them power, okay? (coughs) That word power is simple. It means God's inherent ability to perform, Okay, he gave them his inherent ability to perform the works he told them to do and authority. Authority means delegated jurisdiction. Okay? He gave them access to operate in a realm that maybe they wouldn't normally be able to. He gave them security clearance. Okay? He gave them a higher pay grade. All right? Didn't he do that for us? He's doing he's telling us the same thing. Basically, you guys, I have given you power, and I have given you authority to work in my stead. According to your faith, you have the same power. You can do the things that I can do, all right? So he called them together, and now he gave them. He gave them power, and he gave them authority to go and do, okay? Now, so what we go from here, authority to what? To heal the diseases, that word diseases means a sickness, sicknesses in regards to um, chronic diseases that really can't be cured, all right? So he gave them the power to cure to cure and heal uh, severe illnesses, chronic conditions, that's what that means, to heal the diseases and the sick, all right? That word heal means therapunin in the Greek, means therapy, okay? So it means to walk with. All right, it means to assist like a physician, to walk with a person, to love them, love them through it, using natural remedies, hugs, love, all that, not necessarily instant healing. He's telling the people, hey, every, every healing isn't gonna be you lay hands and they're gonna get healed. There are gonna be some people, you need to walk them through certain things in life. You need to walk with them, you need to help cure them, you need to serve them, that's what it means. So he says he's called them together. He's given them power. He's given them authority over all the demons and all the diseases that really you can't you shouldn't be able to heal, but he says you're going to walk with people through it, all right? Then he says and he sent them to proclaim, which is to declare with passion, with conviction. Okay? It as your soul is eternally bound by what they're saying. That's what that means. He's saying go tell them that the kingdom of God, go tell them to proclaim the kingdom of God and then to heal the sick. Basically, to let them know that I heal and sickness means that sick there is different from the other sick. See, I was over it. It was too many heals, too many sicknesses. I was like, I need to know all these words mean something different. This sick means, uh, this last one, God, uh, and he sent them to proclaim the kingdom of God and heal the sick. That word sick actually means frail. Feeble, weak, insufficient, lack of resources. Some people are frail in their faith. Some people are weak in their mind. They have weak vision. They're insufficient. They don't feel like they have. They don't have a goal, a vision. Sickness doesn't always mean physical, okay? When you really study God's word, you'll know that these words are deeper, than what sometimes it may seem for face values, okay? All right, so that's the scripture. I wanted to just give you, give it a breakdown to say that he's commissioned you to go out, he's empowered you to give you power, to have access beyond normal, all right? He's equipped you to do things you wouldn't normally do. That's what he's called his disciples to do, as you are. Your starting point, it seems like right there, that's the starting point. Okay, Juliet, you said it a million times. He, He called me then he gave me the power, and I can do all these things he asked me to do. And then he says, but then uh, I want you to go and proclaim the kingdom of God, and then heal the sick again. So this lets us know where are we at. Sorry, guys. This lets us know where are we at. I want you to write down point A, okay? I want you to just recognize he called them, okay? In order to be called, you have to be in a position To hear. Can you hear me? Take my earring off. Uh, You have to be in a position to hear. Okay? And B, it says he gave them. He gave them. He instructed them. He gave them power. He gave them tools. All right? (coughs) C, he sent them. These are some things that God did. He called them. They had to be listening, they had to have an ear to hear God's voice. He gave them, he gave them instruction, he gave them power, he empowered them to go out and do, and then he sent them. They had a clear vision from the Lord, and they knew which direction to go. You understand that? That's the first thing he did. He called them, he empowered them, he sent them, that's what he did in the scripture. Now we go from here and we say hey where is that a starting point that seems pretty simple i get it where do i start from here well the starting point is at the first instruction the actual first instruction that he gives them was to be sent well sent to do what sent to proclaim the kingdom of god that's the first thing he told them to do after he told them to come on Come over here, let me empower you. Now he's sending them. So, what is the first instruction? He's going to send you to proclaim the kingdom of God. Well, Juliet, I already know that. I already know. We go and we talk about Jesus. And yeah, he's not talking about that. Let's go a little bit deeper. I want to I want to show you uh what what he's trying to convey in this scripture that might be a little bit more than the face value of what we read. Okay. Uh Let's talk about the kingdom. I was in the—I was in the shower again. It seems like every time he speaks to me, I'm in the bathroom of some sorts and in the shower. But this past week, I was in the shower again. Praise Jesus! I'm clean. I'm very big on hygiene. <laughs> so I was in the shower and I was thinking about this message, and I said, "Lord, I—I I have this message because you spoke to me prior about it for me. You know, on my own personal walk, and." I I know what you had for me, but how does this tie into the starting point? How does this tie into the starting point, and, and where do we begin? And he clearly said to me, he said, I want you to tell them and begin to talk about the kingdom. Because that was the first thing in the scripture, before he said to heal the sick, the first thing is to proclaim the kingdom of God, then heal the sick. So the first thing was to proclaim the kingdom of God. And he said, I want you to tell them and talk to them about the kingdom. Because once you begin to talk to them about the kingdom, then they're going to see where's the starting point. So um, I want to go ahead and show you. As you know from the last time, I'm big on demonstration. So (laughs) at some point, I'm going to have a little demonstration for you, okay? The word kingdom, if we read verse 2 again, can you put verse 2 up for me? It says, and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Now, of course, that says in my version, proclaim, and I told you what proclaim says. It means to say with conviction and passion like you know Go out and share his love like you know what he's done for you, right? Okay, now the word kingdom there was very interesting. It stands out to me. In the Greek, I could be getting it wrong. For all you theologians, correct me later. That's fine. Um, But I believe it's pronounced bastilia, okay? And what that means is a kingdom. The word kingdom means a sovereign rulership. A king who rules in a kingdom and has sovereign rulership. Okay. It is which, and and so sometimes we understand that in the world we live in, there are kings that have. There are kingdoms that still have kings there. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of us don't even always know. We say the word sovereign. Sometimes we don't even know what sovereign means. Let me give you what sovereign means. Do you know? Great. Humor me. If you don't, <laughs> humor me. If you do, sovereign means the pinnacle chief the paramount the utmost the most extreme the highest point does that make sense there's that he's not entitled to anyone else he's the first and the last he's the top you can't get any higher than him when you are the king and you are the sovereign ruler you are the end all you are above all and there is none beside you does that that's that's what sovereign means okay now when you have a sovereign ruler in a kingdom that is what he's talking about so in kingdoms (coughs) across this world on this earth there's no other place I know that where there's a kingdom that there isn't a king okay now if you correct me if I'm wrong but there is no world Where you have two kings running anything. There is only one king that sits in the throne. You might have a queen, but the queen is not the king. There is only one king, and he rules and governs. And so I'm gonna say that in worlds. Now, I'm gonna bring it in. Let's bring it in regionally. Okay? In the US, where we live, We don't have kings and queens here. However, go with me. In our own lives and in our own world, we are our own king. Do you agree with that? We make our own decisions. We do what we want to do. Nobody tells us. We do whatever we want to do because we are our own king. No one makes me not do anything. I can do what I want. I can go. I'm the king of my life, my mind. Is that fair? You with me? Okay, same thing. We are the king in our own life, in our own world. But this word, kingdom, in this scripture, certainly it does mean kingdoms. He wants to proclaim the kingdom of God, proclaim that God is coming. But actually, here, it means Jesus is saying, I want to be the sovereign ruler in the hearts of the people. I want to be the king that sits on the throne of your heart. The throne in your kingdom. Because we're our own king. And he's saying, please go out and declare to them that I am here, and I want to sit on the throne of their life. Let me take it a little bit further. In a kingdom, there's only room for one king, okay? One king governs at all. And in our life, this is what we do. We sit in our chair, we make our decisions, we eat our own food, we do whatever we want to, okay? And in any kingdom, normally, there's a second-in-command. Okay, if you ever watch those movies uh, where you see sort of those old those old English movies and you have the king sitting up and he calls his, what, his chief, his second-in-command, what does he do? The second in, in command guy is great because he runs up to the king. So let's say this, this chair, someone's sitting in the king, all right? He runs up to the king. And what does he do? Can you see that? I'm doing this. Doesn't he bow down to the king? Humility. He's kneeling down. And what is he doing? He's listening to whatever the king is telling him to do. And then once he's done, he gets up, and he carries out the order. Is that about right? Isn't that what the second in command does? They're here at the foot of the king, listening for the command to carry out the orders. Jesus is saying, I want to be the king in your life. Now, here's what we do. We are we are the our own king in our own life, okay? Here's what we do sometimes. You know what? That, I'm gonna marry that girl. I like that girl. I like I like that girl. I like her. I'm gonna go ahead and marry her. Alright? So we, we go ahead and we marry her and we didn't ask. We didn't, we didn't pray, we just, we made, we made a decision, all right? And now we got to live with our decision. Now we married the girl, and the girl's crazy. <laughs> looney bins, looney tunes. I mean, night and day, it was all great for the two weeks we were dating, and then now that we're married, two and a half weeks later, I don't know how this could have happened, all right? So, now what we do, we start to switch seats, Okay? Here's what we do. Now, when things are going wrong and there's trouble in our life, then we do this. Father, so what do I do? Just, Lord, tell me I'll do anything. This is, fix her. She's crazy. Fix her. Jesus, get her out of here. What do I do? I'm sorry. I made a mistake. And then we put him in the seat. We put him in the seat when we want something. All right? Now, now we're here, and then, and then something else will come up. He'll fix it for us sometimes, and then what do we do? We jump back in the seat. Yeah, yeah, that's okay, Jesus. You go right there, and I'm going to be right here. I got this now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the last one. I'm going to let you know in the next, girl. I'm going to let you know in the next, girl. Yeah, I'm back here. Okay. Well, Lord, I, you know, I want this job. There's this particular job I want. It's paying more money, you know, it's pay more money. I think it'll be good for me. And the Lord is saying, I don't want you to take this job in particular. I know that it pays less, but there's somebody in this job that you have the best personality for, you have the best character for, the best integrity for, and I want you to minister to them. Well, Lord, but I, I, that's great, but this one's paying more money. This one's paying more money. Okay. But since we're our own king, I'm going to say something to you. It might sound really strong, but it's the absolute truth. Our word on this earth will always usurp God's word for our life. That means it will always be the first priority over God's word, even when he talks to us in our life. That may sound strong, but it's the truth. How often does God speak to us, and we don't necessarily do what he asks us to do? That means we usurped his authority, or we did not submit to his word. Why? Because we are our own kings in our own world, okay? And if we have our own sovereign rulership, there's no way we can be usurped unless we are submitting ourselves under the king. That's why Jesus is telling them, go and tell them that I want to be the king in their life, because I can do a better job than they can do. And if they let me sit in their seat, I can lead them, I can guide them, I can give them vision. But no, we do this in our job, in our home, in our finances, and then we constantly do this. When things go wrong, we're here, Lord, I'm sorry, oh God, I'm sorry. Sorry for those on podcast, you can't see me, but I'm on my knees. (laughs) I'm sorry, Lord, you do it. I promise I'll let you lead. Oh, God, thank you for answering that prayer. All right, back here again. Okay, look. Oh, God. Oh, God. Jesus, Lord. I ain't got no money, Jesus. Got a little bonus check. All right, now I'm about to go do this. (laughs) About to go spend this puppy right here. About to go buy this car. Don't do that. I don't think you should do that. Yeah, I got some money now. (sighs) Oh, God, Lord, I can't pay the car note. Can't pay the car note. Lord Jesus, I'll pay the car note. I promise. uh. Point is, I could do this all day. Because this is what we do. We kick him out of our throne all the time. We switch seats with him all the time. And we only put him back in there when we need him. And he's saying, I don't want to be your second in command. And every time we get out of this seat, he comes here. Why? Because only one king can be in the seat. Me and Jesus can't sit here. The second in command always comes here. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah. He's saying, let me be here. Let me lead you and let me guide you all the time. Not just when you need me. I have a plan. I have a vision. I have a goal. I want to sit in the, on the throne of your life and of your kingdom because I promise if you let me sit here, I'm going to do a much better job than you are. And that you have. And I'll prove it to you. Some might say, well, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to, how to, uh, uh, you know, how do I know that it's God talking to me? Okay, that's a fair question. Sometimes it's a sinking, sinking feeling in your gut. Sometimes that might be abnormal from what you're used to doing. He's not going to be reactive. He's not going to be snappy and rude to people. He's not going to talk to people with an attitude. He's not going to do maybe the normal ways we would respond or do things to people. Does that make sense? So sometimes when we're in situations, you know, our boss can be fussing at us, for example, at work. Our boss is fussing at us. Our normal reaction is, who the, what the, who did that, that, what? This choker don't know who I am. I will cut him. He don't even know. I don't need this job. Same one you prayed for. Same one right here that you wanted that cost it gave you more money. I don't need that. I get another one. Okay. Jesus not gonna act like that. <laughs> Jesus isn't gonna say that. Okay. Wisdom means controlling your tongue. In that scenario, he might give you the sinking feeling to say, just don't say anything, don't say nothing. Be calm, be at peace, okay? Different things than what you would normally do, that's how you can hear God's voice, it's attainable. Number two, you have to read his word. He's not gonna talk to you if you are not in his word. His word is life, his word is giving. You have to be, in his Word, studying it so you know what he's going to say. If you're not eating food, what is your body going to feed off of? You have to fill it, right? So it can have strength. For those people that work out, you can't just work out and not put protein in to strengthen your muscles so that they can grow. Is that right? You have to feed it. You have to be able to feed it so that you can grow. So, back to starting point. This is our starting point, are you ready? Our starting point is right here. Number two. Where do we go from here? On our knees. Our starting point is here as the number two person as the second in command, letting Jesus always sit on the throne of our heart. Why, why are we here? We're here on our knees because it's a sign of humility. It is a sign of submission. Here on our knees means we're at the feet of Jesus. When we are on our knees, we are then at the feet of Jesus, constantly here, in a heart, in in a position ready to submit. You might say, Juliet, hey, I can't sit on my knees all day. I wouldn't get anything done. I agree. But I'm not talking about being on knees, on bended knee every day. I'm talking about the posture of your heart. The posture of your heart can permanently be in a state of humility. All the time. Your heart should always be in that state. When you're arrogant and you're controlling and you're angry, you are constantly doing this. You're here. When you're self righteous, when you think it's all about you, you're here. Right here is us saying, Jesus, what do you want to, for me to do today? You called me, give me instruction, give me vision. I'm here to carry out your orders and your service. We ought to be the second in command at all times. So, point number one, I want you to write down is knees. Really weird point is knees. But the knees say, position of humility. Position of humility, right here. Humility, submission, openness, teachable ready to learn, ready to hear. While you're in this state, point number two is ears. Right here, I am at the foot of Jesus in my heart and in my mind. I'm humbled before him. But now my ears, I'm listening. I'm listening to the instructions that he's giving me. I'm listening to what he's calling me to do. I'm listening to know what are the next steps. My heart is at a position of humility, so in my life I'm open to hear what does he have for me, not what do I want for myself. You get that? Okay, number three eyes. I know these are like the weirdest points ever. (laughs) Eyes. When I am here, I know you guys can't see me. Can you see me here? When I'm here, I'm on my knees at the foot of the king, listening intently to what he wants me to do. And I am looking up because I need to see the vision that he has for me. I need to see the direction where I'm going. If I'm looking at the king straight in the eyes, I could be challenging him. But if I'm underneath him, I have to look up at him. If I'm on my knees, I have to look up to the king. We're not equals. He's not my equal, okay? It's none of this here. You never see a second in command do this. What's up? What you want me to do? I got you, I got you. They don't do that. And we shouldn't do that either. Truth be told, we're really not the best kings. We're really not. Sometimes when you're a king, you struggle with control issues. Because we're so used to running stuff, so it's got to go our way. Oh yes, yeah, too quiet in here. It's too quiet in here. It has to go our way. And when somebody comes to us to not even challenge us, but just to bring something to us, we quickly cut it down. No, no, I don't like that. It ain't happening. Boom, done. It's not happening. Get away from me. Sometimes we don't even take the time to submit ourselves to listen to what they're saying because we're not teachable. This is the problem when you're a king and you're not submitted. You think you have all the power because in your life, in your life, you do. But the problem is we try to To feel like we have power to use on somebody else's life. So we think our own governing power. That we use to rule ourselves. Is okay. To also do for someone else. Control. Arrogance. Anger. Because we. We have those because we haven't submitted them to the king in our own life first, so we bleed it off on other people. I'm sorry, were y'all ready for this this morning? I don't know. (laughs) Listen. Our hearts should be on bended knee at all times. That's permanent. Our heart needs to be on bended knee. Our ears, if we're there, will always be listening attentive to him calling us together to give us instruction. Does this sound familiar? Verse 1 through 2. And our eyes Once we do that, we have clear vision to see what He has for us. I hear people tell me all the time, Juliet, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Please pray for me. I'm just not sure. I just don't have vision. I just don't have clarity. I'm just, pray for me. I'm just kind of lost right now. I'm kind of in a space. First thing I'm always telling them is, did you go to the starting point? Did you start at the starting point? In closing, Jesus said in John, I believe it's John chapter 5, I only do what my father does. Jesus is the king. He says, I can do nothing of myself, but what I see my father do, I do. And as I hear... He was talking about what he hears, what's going on in heaven, because he's listening intently. As I hear, I judge because my judgment is just. Why? He said, Because I don't seek my own will. I only seek the will of the Father who sent me. I am not here. This is Jesus now, He's not even here. That tells you his position was even here, wow. to the father. He says, I can do nothing unless I see my father do it. I can't take the command, I can't execute the command unless he tells me what to do. I can't hear unless he opens up my ears to hear what he's saying. And he said, my judgment is just because it's not a selfish judgment. I'm not looking for this for myself. I'm completely emptied of myself, and I'm only doing what he wants me to do. Can we honestly say that sometime? Is our judgment always just? Can we always say that everything we do doesn't have a selfish motive or goal in it? Jesus is saying, nothing that I do is selfish. Nothing that I do is for me. I'm just trying to give my father all the glory. I'm just trying to execute everything my father wants me to do. And he says, even I am here. I'm the second in command to my father. That's my goal. I'm trying to show you guys, you all, the church, the disciples, his children, that even the king is submitted to his father. I seek not mine own will, but the will of the father who set me. This is the starting point. Here's the starting point for this series. I seek not my own will, but you, Jesus, who sent me. I'm here, always submitted, to do what you want me to do. And Jesus, if you are the king, if you are the king on the throne of my life and in my heart, I can hear you and you can guide me on how you want me to affect and infect the people. Tell me who you want me to go see, who you want me to go talk to, who you want me to pray for, who do you want me to walk with in life. You tell me because I'm here and I'm ready. And if you can be the king over my life, I'm going to be listening to whoever you put in my place. I'm going to help govern and steward whoever you lead me to. I'm going to be the best steward of them as well. But I can't be a good steward and a good leader if I myself am not submitted to you in my own life. So where's your starting point, guys? All of us is right here, humbled in our heart as a posture all the time. Ears open to hear what he's saying and eyes ready to see the vision because he's got a better vision for you than you do. Amen? Amen. 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 Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you'd like to know more about Embassy City Church, please visit us at embassycity.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Embassy Irving.